Are you interested in sharing an update on your corporate sustainability program, or are you a supplier interested in raising awareness for your energy and sustainability solutions? Consider sponsoring the Smart Energy Voices podcast. Check the show notes for details on packages. And we see that the future is going to be moving towards decarbonization. There's no doubt. Digitalization is another big part of, of the strategy of getting more information. Welcome to Smart Energy Voices, an SED podcast featuring conversations with leaders of the energy transition, hosted by Smart Energy Decisions founder, John Fiella. In each episode of Smart Energy Voices, John digs deep with industry movers and shakers to reveal insights you can learn from in their stories, personalities, and visions for the future. All right, let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to this important episode of Smart Energy Voices. I'm John Fiella. I hope you've been enjoying the podcast, and we'd really appreciate it if you'd subscribe to the show and leave us a review. At our recent Innovation Summit, I sat down with Scott Hart, Vice President, General Manager at NRG Business Texas, to discuss how integrated energy supply and demand management strategies including the deployment of DERs, can effectively help large power users achieve their decarbonization goals. NRG has been actively involved in working with customers on integrated energy management programs, and I think you'll learn a lot from this timely conversation. Scott, why don't we start by having you tell us about yourself and briefly describe your role today at NRG. First of all, thank you, John, for having me. Smart Energy Decisions is a great forum for everything that NRG is trying to do. And myself, this is year 31, I believe, of being in some kind of utility slash deregulated power gas market. A lot of background on the commodity sides, as well as working with energy efficiency, performance contracting, distributive energy resources, demand response programs, so I've been fortunate to kind of have a, a really good view of, of the world. And then specifically since 2004, working with renewables embedded inside of retail products. So I've seen a lot of change over those years and how customers are embracing different things. Currently, I'm the vice president and general manager of NRG Business Texas. That includes the Reliant brand, Direct Energy, Green Mountain, and Ciro in the B2B space. So that would be our business customers, our industrials, as well as our wholesale origination team. And we really pride ourselves on embracing the opportunities that competitive markets and customer choice provides us to innovate. And we've done that not only with renewables, doing some really interesting things there that we can talk about, but also on the demand side. So the overall strategy is really just helping customers understand how to buy and use energy most effectively around their sustainability goals and their budgetary outcomes. Well, I like the way you reference both buying and using. The, the business has really been managed very separately, supply versus demand management. And there's this incredible push for integration right now, which is really driven by the wave of carbon reduction commitments that large power users are making. It's really been breathtaking. What do you think are, are, are the drivers behind this trend, Scott, for so many companies making bold and dramatic carbon emission reduction commitments? So 
clearly for the past 20 years, you've seen the environmental movement push really hard into electricity specifically. And it's just, it's taken a while. More recently, you've had the ESG movement that has certainly brought a a different level of commitment. And you're just now to an inflection point, really, that I think kind of goes back to four or five years ago, where you saw large-scale adoption, a lot of activity with your Fortune 100, getting involved with large-scale renewable projects, really bringing that to the market. And then the tax subsidies that we've seen and how effective they've been in introducing large-scale renewables to the market has put a lot of pressure, quite honestly, on conventional sources of generation economically. Here in the Texas market, we've enjoyed extraordinarily low cost, and it's attracted a lot of businesses and and economic opportunity to the state of Texas. It's come together. I think the intensity has picked up both from a true commitment level. So it isn't just someone saying, oh, we have a sustainability team and we're going to go buy some recs. It's converted from that. When When I started with Green Mountain in 2004, we did have interest, but a lot of our interest was really more on the local business owner level, more so than the national guys who couldn't stand to take the the premium associated with putting renewables into their, their products. So we saw a lot more success with the local folks than we did more the nationals. And then over time, and specifically the last five years, we've really seen the opportunity to provide the attributes that customers are looking for with a renewables project along with it being cost-effective and designed to meet their consumption needs as well as their budget. So everything that we bid now has some some offer around a sustainable renewable energy project component to it. Interesting. Obviously, based on your experience, you've seen lots of cycles and lots of, lots of trends and lots of fads. Is it different this time with this focus on decarbonization? Do you think this is just kind of the, the most recent fad or, or is there something more fundamental happening. Oh, I I think it's fundamental. You're seeing a modernization of of the grid. You're taking a construct of the 20th century with large industrial size generation plants, transmission lines, distribution lines, and you're seeing the introduction of large-scale renewables. It's going to take us some time to manage the supply and demand operations of a grid like we have here in ERCOT, but I don't think there's any going back at this point. We've proven that renewables are economic. They certainly meet our environmental objectives. And now it's a matter of just modernizing the grid. And and again, helping customers understand how they buy and use their energy has an impact on not only the environmental quality of that, but also their budget outcome. And you don't have to sacrifice anymore. It used to be one or the other. Now it's a win-win. I guess that's one of the biggest differences is of late 24 to 12 months ago, I I think the focus was on buying green. It really is now about this integrated approach of demand side reduction and increasing green supply. What do you see as some of the implications that our our attendees, energy and sustainability managers at large power users are going to have to take in consideration as a result of this overall focus on emission reduction? Yeah, so I I think what we've seen over the past five years, again, that's kind of the time horizon we started seeing a change, is that the sustainability team and the energy team are much closer now, and that you don't have to necessarily sacrifice your budget to achieve your, your goals. So the alignment there is greater. We're also seeing that they're entertaining much more of a demand-side approach and are looking at opportunities to participate to help supply that reserve margin 
and guard against scarcity type issues. So it, it's very promising. It's going to take time. It's going to take a different mindset about utilizing distributive energy resources, whether they're batteries or backup generation or on-site renewables, things like that. To me, the answer is going to be all the above. And we clearly have really all the tools and techniques and technologies that we need. It's, it's just getting the economics right. And we're, we're very close to making all that happen and driving towards a more sustainable future. Yeah. So it's demand side to reduce load. It's supply side to green the supply. And then, you know, you referenced DERs and we've had some good conversations with your colleague, Doug, Doug Sansom, about the importance of deploying DERs in this entire mix. So things on the buyer side are clearly getting more complicated. What changes do you think energy and sustainability managers need to make in their traditional approach as a result? And maybe we could look at it overall, and then maybe look at some supply side changes and some demand side changes. Yeah, I think, like I mentioned, the intensity of bringing renewables into the portfolio, whether it's through a VPPA, PPA, or in in our case, my case, we offer renewables that are embedded into a long-term contract that give you all the attributes that you would have with a VPPA or PPA without the downside of a super long-term contract or accounting treatment issues, things like that that don't really match your retail needs, we've built a product called Renewable Select that does that. And we think we found the right balance that will satisfy what the sustainability teams are looking for, while at the same time, the budget consciousness of the energy team, as well as introducing things like a private DR program where we'll buy back customers' optionality through the market, through the through our contract with the customer for those scarcity types events. And that's seen a lot of promise as well. So it's really about being able to provide innovation that solves problems for the sustainability guys, as well as the energy team and getting alignment for both of them. So with our approach, you don't have to sacrifice one or the other. We really feel like we've hit the sweet spot there of providing quality service specifically designed for the customer's needs. You know, it's interesting. You you reference how energy and sustainability working more closely together. Do you have any thoughts to expand on that? I mean, do you still see many customers clearly operating in silos where demand and supply are not working effectively together? Or do you really see what's necessary taking place on the customer side of the fence? Yeah, it it depends on your market. So when you think about electricity, the business is still very local. Mm-hmm. So having local expertise, local knowledge, that's something that comes into play because not everything works as well in certain markets. And so there might be an economic trade in one market for something that works in another. We're very fortunate at NRG Business that we've got coverage that allows us to have that very localized expertise, but yet be able to scale it for someone who's looking for solutions all over the country. Knowing those nuances, knowing how to operate, whether you're in New England or Texas or California, that's critical, but it's so very local how things do or don't really make sense. So that you know, we don't sell the same product in one market as we do in the other. There's always going to be a nuance or something about it, even though principally it's going to be electricity or natural gas or one of our demand response, strategic load management kind, kinds of approaches. And we just think that managed approach is what customers are going to look for in the future. The business really is a local market industry, but being able to provide local market focus at scale is is an interesting notion. Exactly. Yeah. So 
Tell me a little more about how the how NRG is evolving to meet the evolving needs of the marketplace. I know you've mentioned a couple things. You have a lot going on. Maybe you could expand on on what the company's doing to change in response to the changing nature of the market. Right. So we have a 50% by 25. So that's a 50% reduction in our carbon footprint and net zero by 50, 2050. So it's a pretty massive movement from when I joined 10 years ago at NRG, I think we were a top five polluter at that point. So we've made a huge pivot commitment to not only working with customers on sustainable solutions with them, but also putting our money where our mouth is. And and we see that the future is going to be moving towards decarbonization. There's no doubt. Digitalization is another big part of, of the strategy of getting more information in real time about how customers are buying and using their energy, providing that decision support to meet the outcome that they're looking for. And then just being able to customize at scale, again, leveraging that local infrastructure and capability to scale yourself up and provide solutions that really, the things that we sell, you can only get in competitive markets. You can't have any of this kind of economic assurance and product selections and renewables or sustainability values created in virtually any non-competitive market. And, And that's what's exciting about where we are with competitive markets and what we can do for customers there. Our yeah. customers are customers. They're not ratepayers, right? <laughs> there are some utilities that still call their customers ratepayers, which blows my yeah. mind. But I think it's that mindset on the part of utilities that has created opportunities for companies like NRG. In December, the company released a video about your carbon reduction commitment and the company's been doing it very quietly without a lot of fanfare, but there is a tremendous amount of meat behind the announcement that I think was made back in December. And we've had conversations in the past with Greg Kenden Coolum on the sustainability side of the company to reflect further on that. You referenced DERs. I'm curious, what role do you think DERs play in this overall integrated energy management program for large power users going forward? It will be increasingly important. You know, I'm kind of an all the above guy. So there isn't one magic cure for or need that will necessarily ensure that we have sustainable, low cost energy supply. Mm -hmm. The DER is certainly a key element. It's one of the more expedient things that we can do to manage reserve margin issues, to manage scarcity pricing issues, and then most importantly, just pure resiliency to the grid in general. It makes sense if you, you're going to need your macro grid for longevity to, especially in a market like ERCOT, to bring those large renewable projects from the non-load centers to the, the load centers. But when you do that, you're going to also need to have your loads be able to help you manage your reserve margin and scarcity. So that's going to be a promising area for us here in the ERCOT market, it already is, has a lot of promise for us outside of that as well. So we've been active in that space. I feel good about where things are and it'll come and go. But, you know, when you have opportunities, people will start showing up and we think that's going to, that's going to happen sooner rather than later. And DERs will play a huge part in what the future looks like. Well, Scott, I think that's a great note to end on. Thanks, Scott, for your insights and thoughts on how large power users can decarbonize by leveraging integrated energy management solutions and strategies. 
I'd also like to thank you, our community of listeners, for listening to this podcast and being a part of the Smart Energy Decisions community. If you enjoyed the episode, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, and please tell your colleagues and peers about it. To learn more about how you can become a part of the next Smart Energy Decisions event, click on the link in the show notes for more information. We're honored to have the opportunity to share conversations with leaders of the energy transition like Scott in this podcast, on our website, and at our events, all in the interest of helping you make smart energy decisions. Thanks and have a great day. Thanks for listening to Smart Energy Voices, an SED podcast. Digest the insights from today's episode and take action on the ideas that have inspired you. Join us every Friday for conversations with smart energy leaders. We also invite you to check out another SED podcast, Beyond the Meter. Each episode of Beyond the Meter features innovative energy projects and initiatives by large electric power users. To keep up to date with trends and happenings in the energy transition, visit smartenergydecisions.com to register for our daily newsletter and become part of the Smart Energy Decisions community.